This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 617, five things to keep in mind when you're staying with an American family. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 16 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. And to instantly download your transcript from today's episode, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash transcripts, allearsenglish.com forward slash T-R-A-N-S-C-R-I-P-T-S. One listener is about to participate in a homestay in the United States. In this episode, we show you five things to keep in mind when you stay with a family in the United States. What's up, Michelle? Hey, Lindsay. Not too much. How are you? Feeling good. Feeling good. I'm excited for a question we got today from a a listener. Um, This is a good one. I mean, we're talking here about going across cultures and doing homestays and things like that. Oh, I like that. I know. So, Michelle, you lived in uh, uh, England for a little while, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was your living situation when you were there? Uh, I lived in an apartment with some roommates. Oh, that must have been fun. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What about you in Japan? Uh, In Japan, I had an apartment. But when I was in my first first time abroad back in high school, we did like a week-long exchange program, you know. Where was that? Um. It was in France. It was oh. Franche-Comté, France. Um, cool. And I was paired up with someone from France. And then so I went to her town and stayed with her family for that week. Uh-huh. And then the year before, she stayed with us. Actually, we had a French student, now that I think of it, come to stay yeah. with my family. Yeah. So we did that for about a week. It's a nice... Okay. So then you can mm-hmm. think back to that mm-hmm. when we talk about today because our listener today asked a question about coming to the US and staying with the family. So that's a really good question. We're going to read it right now. And I want to let you guys know you can grab the transcripts from today. We're going to give you some vocabulary words, some tips. You want those transcripts. So go to allearsenglish.com forward slash transcripts. So let's go into it. Michelle, you're a question reader, <laughs> a resident question reader. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <clears throat> Hi, Lindsay at All Ears English. I'm Lindsay and Michelle. Yes. <laughs> Lindsay and Michelle. I am Kangkyo. Huh? Civile from Laos. Um, I often listen to your podcast because I find it very useful and I can improve my English a lot. I like both of you. Oh, that's so nice. We like you. You have amazing voices and are full of energy and present the samples in an easy way. Thank you so much. That really means a lot. Oh, yeah. We like that. <laughs> Next month, I will be joining a youth exchange program, Y-S-E-A-L-I, in the U.S. with the pro- with the program... I am expected to be with U.S. families for quite some time. Therefore, could you give me some tips on how I can stay with the local families in the happiest way? What am I expected to do while I'm with them? And one more thing I would like to give, uh, the, ah, uh, and one more thing I would like to give them some gifts as a souvenir. Should I give to the parents or their children? Thanks. Kankyo. Great question. Ooh, I like that great, about the gift. Great question. And I'm surprised we haven't answered a question like this yet. So this is, I bet this applies to a lot of our listeners. I mean, there, I really believe that one of the best ways 
If you're interested in learning a language, it's a really good strategic choice to live in a home um, with native speakers, whether that's other college, other students your age or right. a family. It's strategically, it's the best use of your time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so this is really cool. I'm excited for our listener here and we're going to make sure that our listener is well prepared. And for any other listeners who are about to embark on homestays, yes. you guys are going to know what to do by the time you finish this episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So we have a few tips. We have five tips. And the first one, we're going to address that question directly about bringing a gift, bringing a souvenir. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Michelle, when you went to England, did you bring anything initial? Well, you were living in an apartment. Yeah, so- but I mean, I did go to people to families houses like I have a friend right. and his family lives there and I stayed with them um, okay. every so often so I mean I, I didn't it wasn't gonna be for a long time but I think I can relate to this in some way okay so did you bring a gift when you went to that family's house um because I knew them already I, I brought I think I probably brought flowers um but mm-hmm. I do remember when uh when I was a younger a teenager and it wasn't our the French student who came but I remember we had actually some of my brother's friends from England um mm-hmm. and they were visiting us and I remember they brought like you know typical like kind of like yeah. things from London like a like a little bear or like dressed like a one of the you know yeah uh, <laughs> um and uh i don't know chocolates tea things like mm-hmm. that yeah yeah, no, that's the thing to do. So bring, I, I, I mean, when I went to many, a few times when I've stayed with families, I think the one was in France for sure. And probably another time somewhere. Um, I've always brought like maple syrup, either the candies, maple syrup candies, or just the actual maple syrup from Vermont because. Vermont is my like my home region area. I'm from New Hampshire, but it's very same same area. Mm-hmm. And it's famous. Vermont maple syrup yeah. is very famous and very yummy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's a great gift. I mean, so give a gift that kind of represents your region. That's what I would suggest. Yeah, that's fun. People like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh and at the very least, give one gift to the whole family. I mean, you could, so our listener here asked yeah. if they should bring something for the kids and for the parents. You could bring one gift for the parents and bring something different for the kids if you want to, or you could just bring one for the whole family. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've, it's either way is fine. Yeah. I mean, it, it might be a little excessive to bring something for the kids. It's really not, I don't think it's totally necessary. Uh-huh. Um, but just bring something. You know, I, I've had people give us things like books containing like landscape photos from their region, which is kind of cool. That's another option. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice idea. Yeah. Like that way they can sit down with you and you can, or you can sit down with right. them. You show them Laos, right? You show them where you're from, yeah. you know, the yeah. Mekong River, whatever it is. I mean, I've been to Laos before. It's a beautiful country and there's, it's, it's a fantastic place. So there's a lot to show, a lot to show off of your own country. You should be proud of your country. There's a lot to show off. So love that. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So number two, Michelle, number what's our two, second rule? Ask about house rules. Yeah, we we need to know before we make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good idea, right? You want to know what's going on with the family, what they expect, and you want to keep up a good relationship while you're there. Exactly. So what are some things we would want to ask about? Well, this first one, um, is there a curfew, I think is a good question. But I think if you phrase it like that, I think... I don't know. I think that mm-hmm. that actual those words are, sound kind of funny. I don't know. What do you think, Lindsay? Yeah, that's a good point. So let's, let's rephrase that actually. I would say so, like, is there like, um, 
is there a time that you would like me to be back in the house or something? I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. So maybe what we want to teach here is the word curfew just means a time to be back. But, but I can imagine, yeah, I can imagine if somebody said that to me, it would give me a little giggle. So like you guys, you, you guys, <laughs> yeah. uh, we're giving you the extra information so that you sound really natural. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to scratch that first question. <laughs> Instead, we're going to say, is there a time that you'd like me to be back in the house? Okay. Yeah. That's more polite, especially because we're using you'd like me to be back. That's very, yeah. um, it's showing kind of deference. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, yeah. That would be good. Or, I mean, if you want to ask it more indirectly, you could say like, oh, do you guys sit on the alarm at night That so I should be back or, you know, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Um, so there are a couple of different ways to say that, but definitely find out when when you need to be back or if there's a specific time because the worst thing is, you know, your first or second night out, you go out to meet your friends and then you come back at two in the morning and your house right. parents are waiting up for you. Right, 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 <laughs> That's right, bad. right, right. Okay, for sure. Just get all this out on the table, right, early when you first kind of move in. So yeah. you figure it out. And then regarding taking shoes off, this is a huge issue across cultures. I mean, I know in Japan, you could never walk into someone's home with your shoes on, whereas here in the U.S., it depends on the home. Right, right. Some people want you to take your shoes off right away, and some people, uh, yeah, they don't really care. Exactly. So how do we ask about that when we get to the house, the homestay? Yeah, you can just say, should I take my shoes off when I come inside? Exactly. Exactly. And anyone, I mean, Americans should say that too to their American friends. Yeah. Right. Because it just depends um, on the the household. Everyone's very different with that. Yeah. Or you could say, do you want me to take my shoes off? Something like that. Yeah. Just some question about that. Or you might be able to tell even if you go in and you see there's a pile of shoes by the door, probably mm-hmm. you can assume that you should take your shoes off. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's uh-huh. true. Remember, guys, if you didn't catch something from today's episode or if you want to go deeper with the episode and learn the vocabulary from today, you need the transcripts. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash transcripts to grab them right now. And then the next one is about chores. What's What are chores? Chores are like um, doing the laundry, doing the dishes, cleaning, anything mm-hmm. like in the house to help out. Yeah, exactly. So you should, ass- I would, this is my recommendation is that you should assume that you are going to be helping out with something. And so instead of saying, is there anything I can help out with? Yeah. You're saying, what chores yeah, can I, I help like out that. with? I like that because then they feel more like, okay, well, if I really do want him to him or her to help out with something, um, I can say it, right? If you say, oh, are there any chores or is there anything I can help out with? Like, mm-hmm. they might be more like, oh, no, it's fine. They still might say no, but this is a good yeah. way of asking it. Exactly. And it's these subtle differences that you guys are at the right level to master at this point. And these subtle differences do make a difference when it comes to your connection with these people. So... Just to repeat the two phrases and the the feeling behind them, right? The first option that we don't like as much is to say, are there any chores I can help out with? Mm -hmm. What's the second option, Michelle, that's more friendly? Uh, What chores can I help out with? Yeah, so quite different. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think they're both friendly, but this one is just saying like, no, I'm going to help. Exactly. Right. What's the thing? It's it's assuming you're going to help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So those are, I mean, th- that's what we had. So it was those three phrases, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so moving, so, so just ask about the house rules, guys. Get it out on the table when you first move in. And then number three, what's our third tip, Michelle? Number three is expect cultural differences and articulate them when they come up. I like this tip. I like it too. I mean, that's... You know, you're moving, you're moving to a new culture just for a few weeks, but you've got to assume, especially if you're coming from a country like Laos and going to the U.S., there's going to be some big things that are going to come up that are going to surprise you in terms of cultural differences. I can guarantee it. Um, let's imagine you're at the dinner table your first night there and you might unknowingly do something that is considered impolite in American culture. And the kids might laugh at you. <laughs> this yeah. might happen, right? Yeah. Then don't feel bad. Yeah, don't feel bad. But in that moment, instead of, you know, curling into yourself and kind of getting defensive or instead of getting sensitive, you could you could say something. You could apologize and you can talk about how it's different in your culture, mm-hmm. right? For example, you might make the mistake of, I don't know, who knows, in some cultures we would eat certain things with our hands and in not, you know, maybe a certain meal mm-hmm. we would be more likely to eat with our hands, whereas in the U.S. we might eat it with a fork, okay? Mm-hmm. That's just one example. And you could say something like, oh, in my culture, we eat this dish with our hands. Right, okay. right, right. Mm-hmm. That's one way to to talk about it in a more, make it more objective. Yeah, like, yeah. Just be like, be interested in it, I think. Be interested. And then, and then that'll open a really fun discussion with the family about cultural differences instead of you just becoming insecure right. and feeling awkward. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, and the second example would be what, Michelle? Um, like elbows on the table, right? So here, yeah. I mean, to, to be honest, I usually put my elbows on the table. I'm very <laughs> I know, impolite. I know. <laughs> well, um, where we I older, somewhat, we you might say, like, where I come from, it's considered polite to have your elbows on the table, something like yeah. that. But you're saying it more of a, oh, that's interesting, rather than, oh, well, this is in mine, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So when I was growing up, my parents always told me, get your elbows off the table, um, put your hands in your lap, but... I think maybe as we get older, we get a little lazy, but I think in general at a real, at a fancy place, it's, yeah, we want, it's a little bit rude to have our elbows up on the table, although I do it too, Michelle, these days. (laughs) (laughs) I do it too. But maybe in your culture and Laos, maybe it's perfectly fine. Maybe it's even polite. I don't know, right? These are different cultures. So you need to be able to articulate what the reality is in your culture and you can talk about that contrast. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. And the fourth tip is don't be afraid to ask for what you need. Mm. Okay. So this one is more diverse. Just depends on what you need. Right, 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 right. So just be polite, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And we have three ways that you can make a request, right? Mm -hmm. So you could say, uh, would it be okay if, right? Like, would it be Mm -hmm. okay if I use the phone or something like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. And what would be the second way to ask for... Uh, would you mind you if... Like, would you mind if I borrowed the car? <laughs> yeah. So, all three of these are quite polite. And the third one is, would it be possible for me to use the car or the house phone? Right. Those are good. Those are good. So, write those down, guys. Get the transcripts if you need them for that. Um and write them down and take them with you. <laughs> take the phrases with you in your pocket because you're going to need those. Yeah. 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 Um, and because... And I think it's interesting when it comes to, you know, if we're translating directly from our native language, that's where we might get into trouble when it comes to asking for what we need. Right. Because it's possible that in your native language, it's a much more direct 
way of asking. Mm-hmm. And so if you're literally like trans- translating the grammar, you might end up saying, oh, I need this or I want this. And that would be very rude in this culture. Yeah, right? yeah, that's true. But you might not know that. And to you, you're not saying anything rude, but you actually are. And your host might really get a bad impression if you walk in the first night and you say, I need to use the phone or I want the phone. I want the phone. <laughs> right. Right. You can't right. do that. So write these phrases down, guys. Good idea. Good idea, Lindsay. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Michelle. <laughs> so let's do number five. What's the fifth one? Okay. So the number tip? five is expect to be confused a lot of the time with the language, right? So... Yeah. Obviously, so like the native English in someone's home, it's not going to sound like what's in your textbooks, right? Um, so, uh, you know, obviously, like it's all about practice. And you guys are, you know, if you're doing this, you're so lucky to get these real natural ways of speaking. I mean, some textbook stuff will, of course, be used, but it's going to be a little yeah. different. And um, so it's just realize that this is natural and you can always ask questions and you know just don't don't feel insecure like just know that these the people who who are having you there are having you there because they want to and they're probably excited really excited about it to learn about you so don't feel weird just feel free to ask questions that's the whole point yeah they don't expect you to be perfect so don't expect that of yourself the point again comes back to connection, not perfection. I love how our slogan, our motto, our value here really works for every situation. Just try to connect with your host family. That's mm-hmm. the point. Okay. Language in my mind is secondary. The connection is the first thing. Right. That's why you're there. Build a real authentic connection with them and the language will come as a natural extension of that. Yeah. 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 Okay. I completely agree. And if you do want other kind of language related phrases and tips guys go back to our blog and type into the search bar how to ask someone to repeat we did an episode on that and also type in 586 how to ask someone to slow down so you do want to go into the situation you know the month before you leave study up on some phrases to get yourself out of trouble but in the end go in focusing on building the connection okay right right that's so true And we just have a couple of final pieces of advice, you know, to throw out there from our own experiences living abroad, just just three or four pieces of wisdom. Okay, these are quick, easy little tips. And the first one is just expect it to be intense. Mm. You know, um, living with people in a new culture is different from just working with them or going to class. You're you're going to be tired. You're just going to be very tired. It's going to be very intense. But just Mm -hmm. expect that. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, but it's going to be great. And the other thing is it's temporary. So, like, if there's something that isn't great for you or uncomfortable, yeah. just know that it's temporary. And probably if you're uncomfortable now, you're going to look back at that moment and be like, oh, that was so great, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's know? right. Yeah, I remember when I was living in Guatemala in... um. um Totonicapan, Guatemala, which is just outside of Shela, Quetzaltenango. And I lived in uh, like a Mayan town, like nobody, <laughs> there were no international people at all. I was living with very local people with a local family. And I was really lonely, to be honest, like there was a lot of moments of loneliness, I would like, just have dinner sometimes alone or sometimes with the house mom. And then I would just end up in my room at like 7 or 8 p.m. and go to bed at 9. And I was just bored out of my head and quite lonely at that period. But I I decided that I was going to stick it out and stay in that town for three months so I could really become confident in Spanish. And I knew that later on I would be glad I had done it because I could gain that level of Spanish And I kept telling myself, I'm not living here forever. I'm not going to be lonely forever. (laughs) 
um, I'm leaving soon, but I'm going to try to do my best while I'm here. So I think that's what you guys should try to keep in mind. Definitely. Right. Good. Yeah. And also expect to have a honeymoon period where, you know, when you maybe the first week, the first weekend, the first day, even you'll get there and you'll think, wow, this is so great. And I love this culture and all the food is wonderful. The people are friendly. And then you're probably going to crash. Right. That yeah. loneliness might, st- might set in. Right. Yeah. So just know that that's going to, that could happen. Right. And then the last thing is just that neither culture is better. It's just different. And that's kind of what you're exploring. Exactly. That's the point. That's why you're going abroad. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> to right. To explore that. Okay. Well, let's wrap it up there, Michelle. I think this has been good. We've packed a lot into this one question. We want to wish um, our listener here yes, good have luck. fun. I know. Enjoy. It should be a really good experience and focus on the connection. Okay. For sure. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Bye, guys. Bye, Lindsay. Bye. Take Bye. care. Thanks so much for listening to All Ears English. And if you need a seven or higher on your IELTS exam to achieve your life vision, then our insider method can get you there. Start with our free video series masterclass. Get video one now at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then subscribe to our show on your phone or on your computer. See you next time. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.